on FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. Well, it's a good day for singing the song, and it's a good day for moving along. Yes, it's a good day. How could anything go wrong? A good day from morning to night. Welcome in. We got three hours of fun and entertainment, some information kicked in in the midst of it between now and 10 o'clock. Mr. Slider and I are here to hold fort, take charge. I don't know if we ever take charge, but to uh, to be um, uh, to be your companion for the next couple of hours. We're glad that you are here with us this morning. You know, Bob, all of the I mentioned yesterday when uh, Teddy wanted to, you know, the snow was gone pretty much after that first snow day, but he still wanted to go out. I noticed this morning. On, at least on my street, snow gone. No black snow, no lingering snow, none of that crappy stuff. It's just, it's all gone. The only snow you'll probably find out there, if there's a pile that was, uh, you know, like stacked up, pushed, right. uh, plowing the snow off the roads. But, man, I heard the birds chirping this morning, Howard. Tweet, 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 like that? Well, it was a little, yeah, something like that. <laughs> I think they were saying it's spring, it's spring, it's spring. It's, well, it feels like it's 57 degrees at the airport. 55 at the Highlands, 50 in Elm Grove, and 56 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network. We do have a fog advisory out this morning. It is interesting. I was a little concerned about that because it's a dense fog advisory from the National Weather Service. And I got out to get in the car, and there was no fog. And driving in, there was no fog. I didn't hit fog until I hit literally right in front of our building. Did you run into any fog at all this morning? No, but I think I did notice the the, the camera shot from the Big Seven. You know, yeah, it's a, I mean that's typical. Uh, fog right around the river seemed yeah. like you couldn't see the river, but that was the only place. Yeah, I just I didn't it, I didn't see any fog at all until I came just right in front of our building and and turned in. By the way, at least we were able to get in and out today. Could you get out yesterday? I, I was wondering because the cement truck they were pouring right concrete, but man, they got it. That entranceway or exit, depending on which one is blocked, it seems to me it's a lot bigger. It is. I think so. You're right. A lot easier to, to, to get out. When it's not blocked by the cement truck. <laughs> I think we had someone come, come yesterday. It wasn't to visit me. It was to see somebody else in the afternoon. Said, I, I, I couldn't get in. I couldn't get into your lot. So I just parked across the street and walked. But at any rate, um, here we are. We're up and running. Fog advisor this morning. Going to be a rainy day. Daytime high around 56. As we talked to Adam yesterday, all week long is just going to be it's going to be rainy. Um, but the temperatures are going to be in the 50s, a high 40s, uh, tail end of the week. Uh, coming up this morning, I have a little bit more on the homeless situation. Homeless advocacy groups are now outlining their issues with the uh, plans that Wheeling has for the homeless camp. Uh, we'll look at what they're saying. Ohio lawmakers talking parking tickets. Ogilvy Park still looking at uh, feedback on controlling the deer population. In our monthly medical matters report, WVU Medicine's chief cardiologist, Dr. Michael Campsey, coming in to discuss American Heart Month, Miami University professor Ann Witzel. We talked about this the other day, Bob, about how many, uh, certainly it's happening in Ohio and elsewhere on the country. Uh, we, the voters, vote something in the ballot box, and then the legislature just kind of decides to, to change the whole thing that the voters got. And, uh, and uh, Professor Witzel is going to join us. She's done a little research. It's happening all across the country. Although, as often is the case, Ohio 
is the epicenter of all that problem. So we'll get into that coming up. Anywhere along the way you want to have your say, please do. 304-214-1600. 304-214-1600. Happy to have you uh, uh, text in. Or you may call us, 304-232-8255, the Frio Stack Auction Service text line. Uh, Fog warning, Howard. Better call your employer. See if you have to go to work. Okay. All right. I see the text line is working this it, it morning. It is working Howard. this morning. I I just double checked when I when I opened it up. Not a single thing yesterday. Not here. Not the Pine Room guys nowhere. So uh, whatever happened yesterday apparently is off. The text line is working. You can uh, you can give us a call. I, I came across a quote, Bob, and I thought of you and our conversation at the tail end of the show yesterday. We, you and I both got a little. What's the word I want to use? Feisty. Yeah, that's a good word. I like it. We got a little feisty over the Donald Trump business. Uh, but I, this is a, I think this quote is so appropriate for today and for our time. One of the saddest lessons of history is this. If we've been bamboozled long enough, we tend to reject any evidence of the bamboozle. We're no longer interested in finding out the truth. Then that bamboozle has captured us. It is simply too painful to acknowledge, even to ourselves, that we have been taken. Once you give a charlatan power over you, you almost never get it back. I think that's really appropriate for today. By the way, you know who that was from? Ben Franklin? Always a good guess. <laughs> Carl Sagan. The, hey, uh, Carl. Yeah, yeah, billions and billions of years ago. But I thought, I, what a great phrase. If we've been bamboozled long enough, we tend to reject any evidence of the bamboozle. And isn't that exactly what we deal with with Trump? That's uh, that's today. I, I believe Howard. And it just again, it just really def- defeats everything. Uh, you elect these people, and they say they're going to do exactly what you want, and uh, they don't. Overwhelmingly, you say this is where we're, we're going, and they say, well, no, and they treat you like a kid, and it, it, it's really frustrating. And then uh, that's the times we live in right now, Howard. It, it is. It, 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 the times are. And it's an example of it. Trump's an example of it. The politicians have decided they're in charge. We'll do what we want to do. We don't care. The law says this. Don't care. You just got to remember and and tell them that's why we're not voting for you this time. Hopefully. Hopefully. Frio Stack, Ox Service text line. Yes, it is now working. Howard, I like your show because you make sense more than you don't. Well, that's good. All right. How about that? I've been a fan since the seventh grade, and I'm in my 50s now. So wow, how old are you then, Howard? So he's a young person. That's that's all I can say about that. 7.15, quarter after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. A couple of stories coming out of uh, Charleston I thought we might start off with this morning, Bob. So a judge told J.J. yesterday, pay up. That $300 million that Carter Banks says they, they are owed – and uh, the Jim Justice Company's lawyers had made all kinds of arguments about why they don't really owe it and why, Car- in fact, they were going to sue Carter Bank and make Carter Bank pay them, blah, 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 blah. Uh, basically, the judge said, what a bunch of baloney you just wrote on that piece of paper. Uh, so the judge rejected their arguments and told J.J. he is responsible because he signed a personal guarantee for the business loans. Oh, goodness. Yes, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. So uh, $300 million, and um, I don't know whether they can appeal this or what they'll do, but um, uh, Judge Greer in the Martinsville, Virginia courtroom concluded the facts presented to him by justice attorney were not enough to support their defense against the claims, and so he owes that $300 million. Now, actually, I think we've all assumed, I've, all, I've assumed he did, uh, but he was trying to get away from paying it, and um, but it's not going to work. 
So I don't know what he's got in his ATM machine this morning. He may have to take a little less at Wendy's when he goes through, and because uh, yeah, he's going to have to pay that that bill up. Seven sixteen here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Yesterday in the Western Senate, they had a public hearing, and it was like a um, it was like a porno- pornography reading. It was this bill about uh, libraries and censorship and so on. And to make their point, a lot of the people who were offering up comment started reading really pornographic parts of books that they said, well, these kinds of things are on the library shelf and shouldn't be there. I didn't get a chance to watch the hearing. I wish I had because it would have been interesting to see some of these you know, these mild-mannered legislators uh, reading. One of them read a whole section about oral sex, for example. Uh, another one read some, a section about um, uh, lesbian sex. Um, although I believe, I believe, I'm looking for this. I, somebody read from the Bible because we talked about it yesterday. The Bible is pretty sexy and violent. But it was um, the stuff we couldn't put on the radio. It's kind of stuff. If somebody tried to say that in the in a legislative hearing in general, the the, the uh, speaker of the house would say, "Out of order! Out of order! You can't say those things." But it was a pornographic reading, a pornographic book reading yesterday. I think you'll agree with me, Howard. Probably at one time, uh, teenagers went to the library looking for erotic uh, material. Looked in something that was not even an erotic book, but you heard there was a couple of erotic Looking for paragraphs. It. Yes, going to read right? that. Maybe even uh, write, write it down, make a note or two. Yeah. But I believe that was the 1980s. <laughs> Anyone that's looking for any erotica goes right to the internet. <laughs> I mean, thing. come on. That's a, it's a great point. I never even, I, that's a beautiful perspective. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, we're worried about these kids looking at, uh, you know, finding a book on a shelf tucked away in the library, far in the back somewhere, getting it out and reading it, right? My God, Howard, hide that National Geographic. <laughs> They're looking at those pictures. That's exactly. That's a really good point. All they got to do for is just just turn their phone on, you know. They'll, they'll find what they need. That's a great point. You can't protect kids. You can teach kids. You can't protect kids in this day and age. That's a, that's a real... That's a good point. Did you go for the National Geographic? Did you look those things up? No, I didn't, Howard. No, uh, okay. But, uh, you know, there was other magazines. You went right to Playboy. You and we talked about it yesterday. Yeah, what exactly. what put Penthouse and Playboy out of business? Well, it was the Internet. It was the Because internet. they were giving it away for free. A- absolutely right. Uh, let's see. 304-214-1600. If you want to, I guess I've already read that one, so it looked like it was still a new one coming in. Feel free to use the Frio Stack Ox Service text line. One more off of the legislative front. How much moonshine should you be allowed to make at your home? Well, that's a good question, Howard. Uh, A couple gallon, maybe, last year for the year. Moonshine bill was up before the House yesterday in Charleston. And uh, they were debating it. The vote was finally passed on a one-vote margin. The moonshine bill that's passed would allow home distilling. Mm-hmm. You and I could do yeah. it. Um, 25 gallons. Wow, that's a lot. Per person. Uh, or up to 50 gallons in a household if there are more than one person there. <laughs> Everybody's drinking the shine. Everybody is drinking the shine. Now, there were a couple of lawmakers who are... I don't want to say they're temperance people, but you know they they don't think that they think that we promote alcohol way too much. Uh, Gen- Judiciary Chair Tom Fast has been opposed to booze bills the whole time he's been in the legislature. He says all we're doing is paving the way for more and more alcohol consumption and alcohol use. He said uh, when he he p- picked up a copy of this bill, this moonshine bill, he said I want to put it in the trash can 
where it belongs. Delegate Jeff Foster of Putnam County said, well, the 50-gallon limit may be... It may be a bit excessive, he said. He did a quick math. He said, I believe that would allow the moonshiner to get drunk 267 times. He did some, did some math there. So <laughs> we're not going to stop shine anywhere, but certainly not in West Virginia. But it, it, the number does sound a little high. Howard, you haven't spent that much time of your life in the mountains, correct? Correct. I have. And uh, it's, it's part of the culture down there. In fact, uh, the folks that I knew back in the 80s, they, they took pride in their moonshine. I know, yeah. And after you got to know them and they would trust you, they would share their moonshine with you because, you know, they were a little leery about the revenuers. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, Howard? I do. But it is really good stuff. And they don't go crazy. They just want it there for, you know, for their company <laughs> or their family coming in. But 50 hey, gallons. That, like, nice to see you. you know, take a bottle like, home with come you. Come to my yeah. house, offer you a cup of coffee. Kind of like Come some, to their house, offer a cup of shine. Some folks in this area do the same thing. Thing with wine. I have met and known a few wine connoisseurs who, who really take pride in the wine that they produce in their basement or their garage, and they'll wall. give it as gifts. Sure. So it's kind of like the same thing, but I don't know about the 50-gallon. That's a lot. And, it's, it's a, and, and a lot of people around here make their own beer. Homebrew, absolutely. And, you know, uh, some people just do it for themselves. Others have taken their homebrew uh, work and turn it into businesses around here. So, And the times are a-changing. They say in the state of Ohio, you can grow all the weed. Well, maybe not all the weed you want, but, you know, a good bit of weed. And I would sh- I'm thinking, Howard, it's the same thing. You know, hey, well, your, your brother likes a little of this. Take, take this to him, you know. But you just can't sell it. Same thing with the moonshine. You just can't bootleg it. Do they do they do they give it like Christmas gifts? I would say, yeah, I like, like so. a fruitcake, Howard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... The Shine Bill did pass. It passed the House. I guess it has to go to the Senate still. Very narrow vote, 49 to 48 in the, uh, in the House. But uh, So at the moment, that bill allows up to 25 gallons of Shine per person or 50 gallons if the household has more than one person. So anybody around here make Shine? Just, I'm curious. I don't think they're going to call in and tell us how. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we beg for food. Maybe we should see if somebody wants to bring us some shine this Ooh, morning. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah, huh? I know. No, no. I think we should we should just absolutely stay away from that for sure. 722-22 after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. So a few stories out of the great mountain state I thought we would start off with this morning. Now, uh, coming up in a minute or two after a break, Bob, um, a couple of obits I want to get to. A couple of uh, celebrities who have passed away in the last day or two. Uh, and one guy is going back to his old job. We'll get to that coming up on the Watchdog Morning Show. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. Last year, they took on the NFL and beat the spread. This season, they plan on doing it again. If you want to cash in, tune in every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 for Good Old Boys on Sports with Bear and Bob here on the Watchdog Radio Network and the All Sports Saturday Morning. Good Old Boys is all we'll ever be. I'm Deepak Huda. I am from originally India. 
I am director of the Structural Heart Program as well as Cardiac Cath Lab at Wheeling Hospital. Our main clinic is obviously here at Wheeling Hospital WU Medicine. We also have satellite clinics, we call it, the Upper the Highlands. Then we have clinic at the Wheeling Clinic, which is in downtown Wheeling, and Martins Ferry. And then we also have clinic at Sentry as well. So we try to go where the patients are or to make it most convenient for them. Looking to buy or sell a home? For a reliable, experienced agent that has been serving the Tri-State area for over 30 years, contact Denise Pavlik, Realtor Salesperson with Paul Associates in the Glendale Marshall County office at 304-281-5250. Spend your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Looking for love in all the wrong places. Looking for love in too many faces. Searching your eyes. Looking for traces. What I'm dreaming of. Open the fire. 25 after the hour. Welcome in. Watchdog Morning Show. It is a Thursday. Thursday, Bob. Thursday. Where do we go, Howard? It's just, it's just we've been moving by. We we worked all week, right? We did. We didn't have a day off on Monday or anything, right? No snow days this week no so far. Days. Yeah, so far. So, wow. It, it's... um. I, it, does it, is it a good thing when we feel like the week moves by so quickly? I, guess I think it's it a great thing. I think it, 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 you know, we're not bogged down. Seems like everything is uh, going smoothly, and uh, we're having a lot of fun. And we've had a lot of fun. I think we've had a lot of fun this week. Um, a, a lot of good stuff. A little good, good conversation. We hope that you feel that way as well. Um, and you, if you have something else that you think we should be talking about that we haven't yet, uh, feel free to text us three zero four two one four sixteen hundred. Somebody's texting me some stories out of Metro News, and I appreciate that. No problem. These are stories we actually already have covered. One is the story about the library bill that we talked about earlier. Another one is about the In God We Trust bill, which actually we had Brad on talking about yesterday. But I appreciate you texting on those things. Let's see. Um, did you really – not me, but the question is, did you really need a law for moonshine? Actually, that's a good point. I thought shine was has shine always been legal? No, I think it's been illegal. Especially, you know, you can't sell it. That was the problem. I mean, people are just not making it for their home use. You know, they were they were bootlegging. Right, right. I think it, maybe it's been around for a long time, but I think they destroy the the stills. I I think there was I, laws for a long I'm, time you could not. I'm not as as historically accurate as, as you are with some of the stuff, but that's kind of my sense of it too. That at one point. They went through and no, I arrested the the, the shiners, the ravenous. Destroyed everything, but they destroyed the uh, uh, the bill, yeah, or destroyed the uh, uh, the stills. Uh, let's see. I think Trump is a narcissist, narcissistic bum, okay, but he didn't get us into any wars. Oh, he's he's a great guy. Uh, okay, well that's uh, so. Therefore, um, let's select a narcissist. Four more years. Four, four more years. Four more years of a federally indicted, soon to be convicted fraudster, scamster, uh, 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 traitor. But by God, he didn't get us in any wars. Okay, all right. That's the things that matter to some people, I guess. Right. Uh, 727 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. couple of obituaries. Uh, some celebrity folks who passed away the last couple of days. Probably should have talked about this yesterday. This occurred, um, I think, actually uh, two or three days ago. 
I love this guy on CBS, Charlie Osgood. Remember Charlie Osgood? I do. Uh, I still watch uh, CBS, uh, the, the morning show there on Sundays with uh, Jane Pauley. But yeah, this just really smooth. Just one of those guys that you, you don't know him, but you think you just like that guy. He's, he's really cool. He was just as, as nice a guy as could be. Um, he, he did half his stuff in rhyme. Remember, he used to always do poems on the air. Uh, when he left the uh, CBS Sunday morning show, uh, he stayed with CBS Radio, among other things. And at that time, we were a CBS Radio affiliate. And so every morning he had a Charlie Osgood. It was called the Osgood File. And every morning he'd take a story and do an unusual, unusual take on it. Great story. Great great piece to have on the radio. Good thing on morning shows, you know. I think uh, CBS is really good of keeping those guys and gals along, like Jane Pauley, Charlie well, Osgood, and what was the guy that did the road shows? I mean, you just liked him. Charles Carroll. Yeah, you just felt like you knew him. And, and other than Jane Pauley, I think they're all gone now. Charles Carroll was the first host of the Sunday morning show. Uh, and then when he left, Osgood took over. They're very similar to each other, actually. And uh, I always wanted Charles Carroll's job. Just gotten a, you know, RV and just traveled the countryside and stopped and said, have you got a story to tell me? And they, I thought that what that would be the greatest job in the world. Uh, 91 years old, Charlie Osgood, 91 years old. He retired in 2016 after 45 years of journalism. Um, yeah, you know, Geralt, when Geralt left the Sunday morning show, most people thought, well, nobody can. You know, Geralt was unique. Who could possibly take over for him? And then Osgood came along and, and kept it going. I got to give CBS credit. You know, uh, they I'm not saying that they were unattractive, but I don't I don't think CBS got caught up with Fox and, and the other ones that it, it, it came down to how you look before they put you on TV. Well, I think it's a really good point. Fox, of course, is the epitome of the opposite. If you don't have long legs and blonde hair, you don't as, an, as a woman, you're just not getting on Fox News. It, that's the way it is. Sorry about that, guys, but it's just the way it is. Um, you said, too, about CBS allows folks who have been around for a while to stay around. Jane Pauley is a great example. What's that been when she, she her, her first national deal was the Today Show? Has that been 40 years ago? Back in the 70s, I think. I think you know, uh, now, I will grant you part of, the, part of her story that was a big deal was she came almost school- like a couple of years in a local market, boom, suddenly she's at the Today Show. She went up quickly. And she was young back then, Howard. Yeah, but still. Um, and she still, and she, she then she went to like Dateline or one of those news magazines. And now she does the Sunday morning show. And she's again in the perfect vein of Charlie Carroll, Charles Osgood, storyteller. You can relate to her. You like them. You don't feel that <clears throat> that you get from, did you like that? <clears throat> that you get in a lot of the. Um, uh, you know, TV morning talk shows, you know, the meet the press and stuff. Kind of like us, us, Howard. Come on in and sit a spell. Come on in and we're just, just going to hang out. Now, uh, another uh, obituary from yesterday uh, I want to pass along to you. I used to play a little tiny bit of one of her songs. When I go on vacation, I would play a little bit of her song when I would return. The song that said, I'm back in town, da, 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 da. I'm back in town. Melanie, uh, who had, among other things, a brand new key. You got a brand new pair of roller skates. I got a brand new key. Remember that one? Uh, Melanie uh, died yesterday at the age of 76, announced by her three children. Um, brand new key was probably the biggest one she had, although, again, I liked I'm back in town. Um and she was just a, it was almost a, 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 
somewhere across between a pop singer and a folk singer almost, I thought. I, I really enjoyed the – and she had that very – I don't know what the word to use. Just got to, I'm not good with, with vocal, not a falsetto voice, but a very high voice. You know, I got a brand new pair of roller skates. Uh, anyways, now, I understand 95% of you are going, huh? Who? Roller skates? What? But uh, Melanie was, uh, I, you know, I, she wasn't a superstar, but it was someone that I, I, I really enjoyed listening to back back in the day, back in the day. I mentioned the information came out from her three children yesterday. Uh, no information on the cause of death. Uh, they simply said she had been ill for a while. So there you go. Um, Melanie passed away at the age of 76. 732 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Can yes, we sir? squeeze Tom in? Oh, yeah. I'm going to do one more. We'll do Tom, and then I have one more uh, entertainment type thing. But, yes, do it. Tom, good morning, sir. Hi, Art. Hey, I went hunting with my brother in Matthias, West Virginia, in 1979. And this is when they started Dateline. The, the Iraqis, or the, you know, the, they had the revolution in Iran and everything and stuff. And we, me and the colonel, my my brother was always in the military. Anyhow, we stayed with this guy Carter. He owned Matthias. He had the, the little general store. He had the gas wells. He had the the big farm up on the hill where we hunted and everything. And I mean, he had a little place down in town. He used to live up on the hill. But when my brother first went there in 1965 or 66 or something, he told me this story. He'd been there for about a half an hour, just met the guy. And he would have these hunters come in, and he'd feed you and pack your lunch and stuff and let you stay there for a week. And uh, he'd been there for less than a half an hour, and this knock came on the door, and here was the revenue guy. <laughs> he comes and says, now, damn it, Carter, we know you're making the moonshine. Now, you can't be putting in them Seagram 7s bottles and putting it back on the shelves at the bar. <laughs> and, and here the revenuer became best friends with Carter, and he would go down there and turkey hunt and stuff. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> it was just. And he would say, and, the, and the revenuer would say, uh, Carter, give me some of that uh, wink, wink. Seagrams, will you? Seagrams, will you? kind with the cherry blend or something. No, <laughs> yeah. honestly, I mean, it's a smudge. But, I mean, how could you make this up? But me and the colonel sat up and watched Dateline. That's when Dateline started. We sat there, and they, but they were both reservists, him and my brother, and they, and they were just chomping on a bit waiting to get the call to go kill people or something. And, and that's my story. <laughs> yeah. All right, Tom, I got it. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. You know, I suppose I would imagine. I suppose down in the southern part of the state, while the revenuers on the one hand were hated, I bet some of them were like like Tony Soprano and some of his uh, some of the FBI guys. You know, they become kind, friends. They yeah, kind of become friends. You know, and Howard, you got to remember the the mountain folk. They didn't have a lot of money opportunities, so just like Tom described, they would invite. Uh, people to come down and stay a week and hunt they would pack them a lunch they would feed them and then you would pay them that was a, that was a way for them to generate money throughout the year and it was really really a, a simpler uh just a special time back then how i don't think anybody does that today but back in the 70s when i broke in it was, it was really cool 735 25 to the hour here on the watchdog morning show did you ever have any of the seagram's uh, moonshine I, I took a swig once in a while but i knew it wasn't for me howard i have i mean i've tried shine like once or twice when i say tried i mean like oh my god yeah, you I, want to sip it howard oh no you don't even want to sip it lord i it's uh to say it's an acquired taste would be <laughs> would, would be too much one more entertainment story i wanted to get to and i'm very excited about this john stewart is coming back to the daily show 
Now, uh, John Stewart made The Daily Show tremendously successful. It was a pop, I think it's called pop culture, pop culture slash political touchstone for many people right before Donald Trump got into the race for the presidency back in 2000. Uh, in fact, John Stewart, the last show, well, when he announced he was retiring was the day that Donald Trump announced he was running for office. Stewart said, oh, my God, all the all of the great comedy I will not be able to do because uh, Stewart is gone. Uh, John Stewart is coming back to The Daily Show on Comedy Central. He'll be executive producing the show. He'll only be on one night a week. I think he's going to host Monday nights. So other people will host it the rest of the week. Uh, it be really interesting to see how. He's a fascinating guy. Um, he's a guy that could run for president, I think. I mean, he he came out of a comedic background, kind of like Al Franken. Came out, except hopefully he didn't get in trouble the way Al Franken did. He came out of a comedic background, um, but he really, I mean, he's spot on with, with uh, his political insights. Uh, and he took to his cause, and he went to Congress, and he did petitions, and he did protests, uh, trying to get more money for survivors of 9/11, um, and he he called he called out the uh, Congress and right in front of him a public hearing. He said, you know, shame on you, shame on you. Look at these people here, and you're not willing to give them money they need to help themselves uh, to, through through after after what they did for you during 9/11. Anyways, John Stewart coming back. Um, I should ask Amy Joe rattle the windows uh, to come on with us this morning. Amy Joe, local lady activist. She was on the John Stewart show um, a couple years ago when he came back to it was Amazon TV. It was a good show too, but he said that the folks at I think it was Apple TV, folks at Apple didn't like what he had to say because he was kind of anti-corporate, and so they gave him the boot. John Stewart back on the Daily Show, and I don't have a time frame on that, but uh, and he's only going to do one day a week, but uh, but he'll be coming back on the Today Show on the on the Daily Show. 7.38, it is 22 till the hour. It's the Watchdog Morning Show here. Bob Slider's behind the board, and I'm sitting here just jabbering at you as well. You can jabber back at 304-232-8255, the Frio Stack Auction Service Hotline. Right now, let's go over to the newsroom from WTRF-TV and see what Taylor has to say. Good Thursday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this January the 25th. 7 News has some special guest yesterday. Members of the National Weather Service Pittsburgh stopped by Wheeling and talked to the Storm Tracker 7 weather team about upcoming weather events and showed them new forecasting tools to optimize their accuracy. The relationship between the NWS and broadcast meteorologists is crucial when it comes to conveying impactful weather events and getting the word out to viewers. There is something the Storm Tracker 7 team prides itself on having. There are various programs and educational opportunities that you can sign up for that helps out the NWS, like Sky Warm Spotter training classes. This helps report weather events directly to the agency and allows them to expand their footprint for weather reports. Pamela Reed, previously arrested for fraud, forgery, and theft related to a false cancer diagnosis claim, faced additional charges. Investigations have recovered new evidence, including forged documents, social media fraud, and theft exceeding $10,000. Reed is currently held in Noble County Jail with a $50,000 bond and is due for arraignment in court at 11 a.m. For a full list of charges, you can head on over to WTRF.com. In 7 News at your local election headquarters, Ohio's primary election is set for March 19th, with the deadline to register to vote being February 20th. We're less than a month away from that deadline. Early voting begins on February 21st, and absentee ballot applications will be accepted through March 12th. As for West Virginia, the primary election is on May 14th.
And it was a special evening at Bel Air Presbyterian Church as professional wrestlers from MVP Promotions met and gave tips to kids from RL Strength and Conditioning. They engaged in a variety of activities from playing basketball to boxing. Beyond just the physical attributes, the importance of teamwork and community was also at the center of last night's lessons. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Thursday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Motto Mortgage Valor is a locally owned and operated mortgage brokerage where they can shop your loan to multiple lenders with just one credit pull. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or a real estate investor looking to expand your portfolio, they have you covered. Connected to a large network of lenders and a vast selection of loan products, they can match your unique needs and qualifications with the perfect loan options available. Unlike banks and retail lenders, they have access to an expansive menu of loan products and credit scenarios to help a wider range of borrowers and investors. Motto Mortgage Valor, offering you more loan products than anyone in the area. Call 304-905-8525. Hello, West Virginia. This is Congressman Alex Mooney. West Virginia spending should reflect West Virginia values. That's why I always work to be your conservative fiscal watchdog in Washington, voting against tax increases and cutting government spending, all while looking after our hardworking families. Liberals continue to harm middle and working class Americans with rampant inflation, all the while going around Congress to send our tax dollars overseas. I will continue to do everything in my power to rein in this White House's policies and keep the power in the hands of the people where it belongs. I'm Congressman Alex Mooney, if you have questions about how your tax dollars are being spent, I want to hear from you. Call my local office at 304-264-8810 or visit my website at mooney.house.gov. Pay for with official funds from the office of Alex Mooney. When deciding where to dine in the Ohio Valley, think first of the Highlands. With a full array of fast food choices for everyone in the family, or drop in at the Olive Garden, Cheddar's, Bubba's Burgers, Bob Evans, Fusion, or Panera Bread. Whatever your family's in the mood for, you can find it just off I-70 at the top of the hill. The Highlands, dining, shopping, entertainment, and lodging. On FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. You are a friend of mine. I like to drink you with a little salt and lime. Did I kiss all the cowboys? Did I shoot out the lights? Did I dance on the bar? Did I start a fight? Well, I remember the days when I have to ask those questions the next day. <laughs> Tell me, did I? Did I? Did I? Did I? Uh, Jose Cuervo. Not quite shine, a little, little step above Close shine. Close to it, though, Howard. A little step above shine. <laughs> the Mexican version of moonshine. Uh, 7.43, uh, 17 to the hour. Uh, if you've been reading some of the media articles, newspaper, and others about the uh, uh, the homeless camps and so on the last day or two, uh, there, there's there's an effort being made to, to give a real sense of kumbaya. We're all working together on the same thing here. But if you read a letter that was sent by the homeless groups to the city of Wheeling, there's a little less kumbaya and a little more um, frustration in there, and I want to talk about that coming up in the next hour of the show because I think uh, we are far, far from any kind of agreements on what to do next on this homeless camp situation, uh, and I'll share with you what I know, and we'll talk about that in a bit. Right now, we'll talk about the weather. Adam Fike is here from the Big 7. Good morning, Adam. 
Good morning. How are you? I'm good. It's uh, what a be- not beautiful, but what a nice warm day it is this morning. <laughs> I mean, if you like fog, it's beautiful, but definitely <laughs> have to agree that mild temperatures in the 50s do feel nice. You probably you 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 have the cams and the radar and so on. Where do I know there is a dense fog advisory around? I didn't see any fog literally until I came directly in front of our building, coming off the river. I assume. Uh, is it up high, down low, everywhere? What's the story on the fog? I would say it's everywhere. It's one of those you'll see waves like right now. I'm looking across the Fort Henry Bridge. You can't see across the bridge. Okay. But in Elm Grove, there's nothing. You look up to the Highlands. You can barely see anything. Two Mile Hill, nothing. Okay. Washington Avenue, you can barely see anything. US 250, nothing. So it's very patchy, dense fog. So just because you see it one minute doesn't mean five miles down the road you're not going to see it. So it's one of those. And when you hit it, it is pretty dense in certain places, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, visibility pretty much down to less than half a mile. Like at the Ohio County Airport, visibility is at half a mile. Some spots are even less. We stay. Uh... The fog stays around for, what, till like 9 or 10, about that? I think the fog advisory is until 10, I believe. Yep. Advisory ends at 10, so that means fog will start to lift sometime around 9, but probably won't clear out until after 10-ish. And then uh, we're going to, I mean, it's already, according to what I'm looking at at the airport, 57 degrees at the airport, 55 at the Highlands. It is a warm day already. Maybe not get a whole lot warmer, but this is okay with me. Mm-hmm. We started at 57 at midnight. And it stayed at 57, and it's been almost eight hours. So expect temperatures really not to change much, no more than a degree or two, honestly, for most spots. So we stay basically in that mid to upper 50 range throughout the day today. And as we said yesterday, I mean, there's almost no sense in doing a day-by-day. The reality is going to have rain and warmer temperatures much of the week, right? Yep, so the rest of the week itself, which is literally just today and tomorrow. Well, that's true. <laughs> we see rain chances, temperatures in the 50s. The only thing would be the weekend. We drop back into the 40s. Rain showers move back in Saturday night and then all day Sunday. So, again, to a large extent, look out the window. What you see is what you get. Basically. The only thing that's different, though, is Monday and Tuesday. There's still large favorability. We could see a few lake effects, no showers either of those days. But since it's so warm through the weekend, nothing's going to accumulate. It's just going to fall. Might see a few snowflakes falling. Might see a bit of rain mixed in, but nothing that's going to accumulate. Yeah, after uh, four or five days of the, of the temperatures being in the 50s and, and high 40s, the ground will be will be warm. So that uh, probably mm-hmm. whatever, if, unless we get a lot of snow, a little bit of snow won't uh, won't snicker be a problem. 57 right now, Wheeling Ohio County Airport. 55 at the Highlands. 50 in Elm Grove and 56 here at the Watchdog Radio Network studios in downtown Wheeling. That's what we got to deal with this morning. Adam, have a great day. We'll talk. I suppose we'll just rinse and repeat again tomorrow, but we'll talk, about, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow to go through the forecast again. Thanks a lot, my friend. Back to them. Thank you. 13 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I said this yesterday, Bob. A week like this, there's, just, there's not a whole lot to talk about. It's, it's going to be rainy and warm. No, just watch where you step. You know, you don't want to get your shoes all wet and muddy. But other than that, I, I'm digging it, Howard. It's, it works. It works for me absolutely. And I, where what you see is what you get. Where we are right now is where we're going to be all day. We're not going to really get any warmer. Probably not drop. We may drop a degree here and there, but it's pretty much what we have right now is what we've got. 
And it's not even cold in here. Or do you think it's cold in here? Are you cold in there? It's not warm. There's a chill. There's just no heat. I don't know what the problem is, but there's ju just no heat. So it's not cold outside, so it's not nearly as cold in here th this morning. I feel a wind blowing in here, and that doesn't... Maybe the air conditioner is on, Howard. That's not one never knows. All right, that's until the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We've got uh, sports coming up in a minute or two. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be one of the first people in my family to go to college. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I could still hold while I served part-time. That job, along with the benefits I got through the West Virginia Army National Guard, helped me buy my first home. I also know that I'll be one of the first to respond if the Ohio Valley ever needs me during a natural disaster. I'm Sergeant Andrea Gump, and if you'd like to join my team, visit www.nationalguard.com WV for more information, or check out our Instagram or Facebook at WeGuard West Virginia. What if your bank offered new checking and savings accounts with a very low balance required, online bill pay, and debit cards issued right away? I would like that. What if that bank had extended hours every business day and were open on Saturdays and most holidays? That's incredible. And if all their accounts had low fees or no fees. That's money in the bank. The right bank. Open your checking and savings account at Main Street Bank. You deserve a bank this good. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. I'm not buying till I checked on four. Most of us are faced with uncertainty every day. Your job, your finances, sporting events, schooling for your children, and so much more. With so much uncertainty surrounding you, there is one auto dealership that you can be certain about, and that's Doan Ford. You can be certain that you always get a great deal and the best service afterwards. Being in business for over 50 years has given Doan Ford the reputation of being a strong, reliable dealership. Be certain. Choose Doan Ford. Online at DoanFord.com. Tune in Mondays at noon for all your local high school sports news from the number one sports editor in the Ohio Valley, The Seth Stasky Show, sponsored by Gumby's, only on The Watchdog. Conversations you care about with people you know. This is The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Well, I love a rainy night, I love a rainy night, I love to hear the thunder, watch the lightning when it lights up the sky, you know it makes me feel good. Well, I love a rainy night, such a beautiful sight, I love to feel the rain on my face, taste the rain on my lips. Well, if you love the rainy day, uh, today is your day and all this week is your week. It is uh, a light drizzle outside, not pouring down rain, anything, but a little light rain today, and it'll stay that way throughout the day. The thing to watch out for this morning, as Adam just told us, is there are patches of fog, and where you do hit the patch of fog, it is pretty thick and pretty dense, and uh, Adam was just giving us a rundown. It's uh, right in front, right by the river where we are, it's foggy, up high, highlands, it's foggy, some places in between it's not, so... You just keep, just be aware. The, you know, you run into the fog, and it could be, uh, uh, it, it uh, could be a little problem. Frio Stack Ox Service text line, Bob. Do yourself a favor. Ride by OBMC Hospital today. 
with the fog and a huge part of the hospital coming down. It's like a scene from a movie. Really cool stuff. Hey, maybe we'll do that. Go down and have a fish sandwich center and watch it hey, come I, down. Howard. I like the sound of that. A lot of people have been posting pictures of that hospital, those buildings coming so down. So it's really coming down. It's it's Yeah. They were trying to – one of them posted yesterday said the nurse's residence was fighting back. Uh, it was a Give pic- a little trouble, wasn't it? Was it was a picture. The wrecking ball kept hitting it and hitting it and hitting it, and it just it wasn't coming down. So uh, even my wife uh, sent me some pictures yesterday. She drove past it and said, it's just really cool to watch the demo of that building. And cool for you and I, but I bet there's folks that just really hate that, that well, worked there, that you know had connections there, that it probably bothers them a little bit. There hard. are, and I, I mentioned yesterday, I, I saw a lot of uh, social media posts talking about how tragic it is, how sad. And I get it. I mean, listen – I had a lot of memories of that hospital. Um, some good, some bad. Some good and some bad. That's exactly right. But I, uh, you know, my, uh, my my kids were all born there. I had my kidney taken out there uh, ages ago. Um, but you know, it it's, it but it is what it is. Uh, but it, it it's it's certainly fun. I would think fun to watch it coming down. I have not had a chance to see that. But Texter says a great day this morning. Take a look at it because they got the building half done and the fog is out there and it leaves a nice scene. I like this. That sounds like it could be interesting. Eight before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, I think we probably have Jim Harbaugh in our sports report. Slider will tell us right now. Big news, Howard. It had been rumored for a couple of weeks, but it came official yesterday. Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh has left the school and will return to the NFL and become the new head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. Harbaugh spent the last nine years with the Wolverines, compiling an 89-25 and 25 record. Coach Harbaugh was suspended for the first three games of the season by the university for recruiting violations. He was then suspended for Michigan's final three games of the regular season by the Big Ten Conference for allegedly stealing signs. Despite the rocky 2023 season, Harbaugh led Michigan, his alma mater, to its first national title, since 1997. Before taking the Michigan job, Harbaugh coached in the NFL with the San Francisco 49ers, going 44-19-1 and taking the 49ers to Super Bowl 47, losing to the Baltimore Ravens and his brother, Raven head coach John Harbaugh. Mm. It's, I, 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 I'm, we probably did this story. Stealing signs? Which, man, in baseball, that's you got guys sitting there to do that. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Stealing the like the signs, not the, the stop sign, Howard. Oh, you know, kind of oh, look. No, hey, they're no. going to run it. They're going to run it. Stealing those kind of signs. Pardon me, I am an idiot. Okay. What you thought it was like this way to the stadium? Yes, I did. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> parking here for 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 football games. You, you know, go Buckeyes. He took their signs. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. He stole all those signs. I, I I I I. I'm an idiot, and that's all I'll say. Never mind. It's a basketball night on the Watchdog Radio Network, a Wheeling Central girls basketball night. The Lady Maroon Knights will host St. Mary's. That's a 7-15 tip-off. We'll get on the air at 7-10. Ross Johnston and Mark Heinerman on the call. And for more sports and general hijinks, don't forget to tune in to The (laughs) Donnie Gilbert Show. The Donnie Gilbert Show from noon to 3. The 2 o'clock hour looks like this. Bear, Mr. Wright, and Lola will join Don and make their picks for the NFL Conference Championship Games. All of that, much more here later today on the Watchdog Radio Network. Slider on Sports Time, 7.55. You said hijinks, and I'm thinking of the Pine Room guys, but and I thought, I don't know if they're – they do a, kind of some different things besides just sports, but um, – Donnie's hijinks. But, but then, then now I got, yeah, but if we're going to have hijinks here at the radio station, there's hijinks, hijinks afoot. 
uh, on the Donnie Gilbert radio show. Let's see what else he got. Hey, Nelson Croft's going to be on today. Nelson and probably going to bring a pooch or two with him. Nelson and Wendy Neubauer. I'm not calling her a pooch. No, me neither. No, no. The two of them Morning, Wendy. from the uh, animal shelter will be in uh, with their pet of the week. Uh, Marshall County Sheriff Bill Helms is up. He is running for re-election in uh, Marshall County. And I suppose he'll be talking about some of the, uh, uh, the concerns that he has there. Let's see. Uh, strength and conditioning coach Rick Lee will be on. Um, MVP Promotions will be hosting a wrestling show. Uh, 50% of their ticket sales will go towards the fourth annual Summer Bash. I don't know who's bashing, but there's going to be a summer bash uh, on July 24th at the Hidden Hills Event Center in Blair High. Uh, let's see. Andreas Hunter, am I pronouncing that right? I don't know. Uh, is up next. He'll be playing football for WVU next fall. So that's part of the show today with Donnie Gilbert. That's sports. Leslie Mocross Antonick will talk about the Glendale Reunion Day at Rutten Bucks in Dallas Pike. The Donnie Gilbert Music Trivia Show starts at. Is he going to do music trivia today? I thought that was like his Thursday night gig yeah, down Thursday at the old Grand Patron. El Grand Patron. Is Donnie a little confused there uh, with I his uh, promo? Donnie's a little confused quite a good bit. Um, so, okay, that's coming up. And then, as you mentioned, in the uh, final hour, of course, all of the uh, NFL and so on with the Bear and – not the Bear, with Bear and Mr. Wright and Lola and the whole gang. It is uh, – it's an hour of uh, – three hours of high jinks and fun with Mr. Donnie Gilbert. Every Thursday, including today, from noon until 3, right here on the Watchdog Radio. Is it wrong of me, Howard? I keep wanting one of those dogs to bite Donnie. Just, no, it's not you know, right. Just let me maybe grab his ankle a little bit. You know, no hurt. I don't want him to, like, to, you know, don't draw blood, right? Just just a little nip there. Maybe take a leak on his leg. You know, something like that. A little hijinks, Howard. I'd be okay with that, except if it takes... you got to sit in it. Yes, exactly. I mean, he sits in my chair here, and so if uh, if his leg is peed upon, it means I'm going to have to have a puddle down here that I don't really want to have to deal with on Friday. Friday mornings are a fun day, and I don't want to have to have a puddle of pee here. Nah. Just a little nip. A little nip, huh? Just... Yeah. <laughs> Did he ever bring the big snake in? The 18 oh, the, foot, I think that was the biggest, what was it, a cobra, right? It was like a 16-foot cobra? Like 18 foot, 16, 18 foot. It was going to fill the whole studio. Did we ever get that here? Did you ever see that? Uh, I don't know if that ever happened or not. I don't. I, don't I think Donnie exaggerates just a little bit. Well, you know, hijinks and all that kind of all that kind of stuff. All right, couple till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, fog advisor this morning, rainy day, daytime high of 56. It's 57 now, so pretty much we've hit our high and we'll stay here most of the day today. Next hour, I want to bring us up to speed on the latest with the homeless situation and wheeling the homeless camp situation. Um, the Homeless Advocacy Agency sent the city a letter uh, with some, I don't call them demands, that's not the right word, but with issues they have before a managed camp can be done and with issues they have with the way the city is handling some of the current exemptions of the camp and so on. I will share with you what their concerns are via their letter coming up in the next hour of the show. And also, our uh, monthly Medical Matters, sponsored by WVU Medicine, will be on. And uh, Dr. Mike Campsey is going to be with us, the chief chief cardiologist over there. Uh, He is not my cardiologist, but I was in his office because he's part of that department. They told me I had my heart was good yesterday, so I feel better about that. Uh, we'll talk about Heart Month coming up. And reminder about anybody, including Dr. KMC himself, cardiologist, exercises, had a stroke. It can happen to anyone. You Things to watch out for. All that's coming up on the Watchdog Morning Show. 
Just about 8 o'clock, ABC's covering the world next. WKKX Wheeling, FM 97.7.